Bistro's Morning Media Menu. I'm Jason Bogue, the other Media Beast with publishing blog, Galley Cat, host the next 10 minutes. Also joined by my partner in crime, TV newser, co-editor, and web newser editor, Alex Weprin. Morning, Alex. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm pretty good, Alex. What, just a question for you. What is the most personal thing you have ever shared in public? Um, that's an excellent question. Yeah. And one, it's so it's so personal that I don't know if I can share it in public right now. Holy cow! But you did it. And what? How did you feel afterwards? <laughs> um, not great. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? It uh, you know what? It's it's just it's just a feeling, and you know, move on. All right. Well, we have someone today who basically wrote a book where she shared a lot of very personal things, and uh, she's here to talk about the art of writing the memoir. Rachel Schuchert, good morning. Um, good morning. We welcome you. Today is the debut of your brand new memoir, Have You No Shame and Other Regrettable Stories. No, that's my old one. That's my first one. Oh, the no. brand new one is called Everything is Going to be Great. Everything's going to be great. I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy cow, okay. I've already screwed up. This is my personal <laughs> You've already today. ruined my first interview. <laughs> Excellent. Well, tell us be about this brand new book, first of all, and uh, then we'll move on from there. Well, this new book, is Everything is Going to be Great, is a memoir of the time I spent living in Europe after college, which it has to be said was mostly disastrous. Uh, I was there for about two years, and it's kind of a chronicle of that time and sort of a, um, you know, like kind of a part travelogue, part screwed up coming of age story. Well, despite the fact that I messed up the title of this book, I actually have a copy at home, and I've been reading it. And uh, the, the the craziest thing about this is, is while I was reading, you you've sprinkled the the book with uh, like name badges that re- that talk about certain things in the book. There's a cutout of you. Talk about a little bit about the sort of uh, the the kind of wacky multimedia stuff you've thrown into this memoir, which I think is a thing for you. And I, I haven't seen that in a memoir in, ever. Yeah, well, I think you know that there's such a glut of memoirs, for better or for worse, and I, which I obviously don't think is a bad thing. I'm a fan of memoir, but I think that you know it's it's important to kind of keep reinventing the form because there's only so much that you can do when you're in the confines of stuff that's already happened to you. You know, the amount that you can invent is is just necessarily limited or, you know, or you can't invent everything and then you wind up, you know, getting sued and showing up on being Mm -hmm. chastised by Oprah or whatever. Um, So I think it's important to kind of keep reinventing the form and figuring out where you actually can be imaginative, where you can kind of take those flights into other places. And for me, I kept finding myself, um, you know, the first book had these footnotes whenever there was sort of something intratextual that I wanted to put in. And I didn't want to do that again because I felt, you know, like that was sort of done and I, you know, that would be expected. Um, but I kept finding myself with these, like, things that I wanted to say that I found were really funny or, or, and even sometimes a little bit insightful that didn't quite fit into the narrative in a mm-hmm. very exact way. And so I had this idea of sort of making it like a travel book in that sense because that was something I always loved about, like, the Lonely Planet books is when there's that little box that just tells you something really odd over to the side, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and by the way... 17 witches were burned in the spot where this bed and breakfast is now. You know what I mean? So I thought it would be interesting to kind of see how I could weave that in to what is, um, in in a certain way, a fairly traditional narrative and kind of play with the, the form a bit. All right. Well, we have a lot of aspiring writers out there, and uh, I think you've kind of perfected across your last two books uh, the the kind of walking this line between sharing some very personal things but also being funny and sort of engaging about it. What's your advice for the memoir, aspiring memoir writers in the audience about walking that very tricky line? 
Well, I think that the most important thing is that you can't, you need to really treat yourself with more cruelty than you treat anybody else. You have to sort of always look, you know, that, you know, it's like there's always the famous quotes about how writing about anybody is an act of cruelty. And, and the, so you have, to, you have to sort of anticipate that, I think, and, and you need to be really your subject in a way that, but, but you can't take yourself too seriously because I think when people get into the I'm my subject, it can become very introspective to the point that nobody else cares about it. You've got to look for universality, or universality and you also, you also have to not take yourself too seriously, which is sort of a counterintuitive thing, I think, for a lot of memoirists. But it really helps. I feel like people don't actually judge you for some mistake you've made. They judge you for hypocrisy. They judge you for not being as hard on other people, as, I mean, as hard on yourself as you are on the people that you're criticizing or the situation you're criticizing. I mean, people are very smart about sussing out when something's inauthentic and when you're not holding yourself to the standards that you're holding everything else. Hmm. So I think that you can kind of confess anything humiliating um, as long as you're, you're very honest about it and there's a little bit of self-protection in that too that you know if you're pointing out all of these things that are wrong with you first then somebody else can't do it absolutely well the the other thing the internet has changed dramatically since your last book and i'm and i'm sure the the yeah. way a book tour is handled what as you're building up for the new book tour for everything is going to be great what what have you noticed what are you doing differently any suggestions for the uh publicists and authors in the audience well i mean when my first book came out it, it, which was only two years ago sort of social networking as we think about did not exist on the same level there was no twitter really you know i mean there were like a few people starting to do it but it wasn't like a thing um Book blogs were not really ascendant yet. They were still this sort of thing that here and there there were ones, you know, like Galley Cat or ones that sort of had this, you know, stamp of approval from the publishing industry, but, um, you know, the sort of houses weren't mm -hmm. really going after them in a way that was very aggressive or very organized. Um, and now, it, it, you know, it's funny. There's, there's just, I think that it's great. I think there's so much more opportunity for authors to kind of, take more control over their publicity campaigns and to reach their readership. I mean, it's fabulous to be able to have really personal contact with people that are reading your book all the time. And, I mean, it can be really distracting when you're trying to actually work on a, <laughs> another project. But, um, you know, it's, it's terrific. And that's – I feel that, you know, all authors want to do is, is – I mean, a book is, is ultimately a dialogue with a reader. And now that dialogue can be sort of – two-sided, which I think is, is fabulous. And I, as a reader, I think it's great that you can now sort of get in touch with authors that you love that have touched you in some way, and you can feel a little more a part of the whole process of it. So that's something that I've really liked, and, I, I, I mean, I, and it's nice also that there's this sort of new egalitarianism about um, book coverage, I think, since and that's really, I think, uh, just a, because of the economy and you know, sort of the big newspapers kind of faltering, that something has to step up and you know pick up the slack and step into that void. And I feel like a lot of this sort of social networking and um, blogs have done that. And as an author, if you can sort of harness that and get into it, it's it's incredibly helpful because it's something that you can control really all on your own. You don't need someone to submit for you. You don't need your agent to remember to send things out or your publicist. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? What, so what are the particular really... tools you're using? Um, I'm doing Twitter. I've, you know, I've been doing Twitter for a long time and have gotten really, I mean, not that long a time, but I have started to get really into it. Just being able to speak to, like, your large Facebook group it can be really helpful. Um, 
I've been I'm doing some like a lot of like sort of blog guest posts and um I'm I've got a bunch of things sort of in the works that will be kind of slowly unfolding like throughout the next month or so. Um I'm doing a video that's not exactly a book trailer as much as it's a video. Uh I'm designing a cafe press site with like sort of themed merchandise, which is honestly oh, wow. more of like a stunt than like that I think anyone will buy it, but I think it could be funny. Um, and I'll be actually tweeting in real time a chapter of the book, um, but that at a, a to-be-named date, we're t- trying to figure out how to get kind of maximum exposure for that. Um, oh, and a bunch I've never of heard anybody doing that. the cafe press thing. What can you talk about that yet at all? What what is it going to look like? You know, there were just all a lot of funny little phrases and things and 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 thoughts I had that I thought would be sort of funny merchandise you know like if I actually made those buttons that are in the book like that I you know I was telling that you were speaking about and Mm -hmm. you know tote bags and things like that um so there'll be there'll be like tote bags and buttons and and underpants that will have somehow reference certain funny little scenes in the book wow that's fascinating I uh I've never seen that before I hope that works I mean, it's all kind of a brave new world right now, right? Like, I feel like nothing you do can hurt. It can only help or do nothing. (laughs) Well, we're just about out of time, but my my last question is, is how did you set up the blog portion of this? How did you reach out to particular bloggers to reach them and set up these guest posts that you're working on? Well, I've been really lucky um, in that my book is being published by Harper Perennial, which is a really terrific imprint and really forward-looking as far as blogs. So I I was sort of lucky in the fact that they already had a relationship with a lot of bloggers and have done a lot of work with, like, blog outreach, having blog events. I mean, I met, as you were there, at that that blog event for BEA, that sort of cocktail party at the Algonquin. So a lot of that has come through them, and a lot of it is just, you know, I, I would really encourage authors that if there's a blog you like or you read a nice review of something that you wrote somewhere, even if it's just a little mention of something, Get in touch with that person. You know, they said something nice about you. Return the favor. You know, say hello. Say thank you. That was nice. And before you know it, you are in this sort of exchange with all of these people who are on your side. And I think that it's it, it, it like nothing is really too small. You know, I feel like we all mm-hmm. have to think about selling our books the way that sort of politicians almost think about retail politics. That like even just shaking like three people's hand at a diner makes a difference. You know, mm-hmm. and because. This, you know, I think, and I, and it's, and it's great. I mean, books are such a personal medium. Like, why not take advantage of that? That's excellent. Well, I think that's the best way to end this interview. For everything is going to be great. An underfunded and overexposed European grand tour. As we all know, I mispronounced the name earlier in the show. So once again, <laughs> everything is going to be great. An underfunded and overexposed grand tour. Rachel Schuchert, where can people find you online? Um, I'm at rachelshukert.com, and I tweet at at Rachel Schuchert. It's just my name, no spaces. And, um, in real yeah. life, where can people find you? What, uh, anything coming it, up? In real life, tonight I'll be at McNally Jackson for the launch. I'll be in conversation with David Rakoff um, and reading from the book. And then afterwards there will be an after party at Sweet and Vicious. Uh, it's McNally in New York City. It's 52 Prince Street. Cool. Well, we'll have a link to all of that stuff in the post. But thank you so much for stopping by, Rachel. Thanks for uh, having me. For the next book, and we promise to pronounce the name correctly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No worries. Alex, I will see you tomorrow morning. Until then, good morning. Good luck.